You are listening to the Mile Straight Podcast. For more information on Mile Straight or to watch a video version of this podcast, visit www.milestraightbc.org. The speaker for today is our senior pastor, Tom Goss. Well, last Sunday, Jason Sneed and I had the blessing of getting to go to Panama and do something I've wanted to do for a long time but just never had the opportunity, and that was attend an opening service for uh, one of our missionaries, in this case, one of our church family members as well, uh, family, Clip, Mary, and Isaac Suddeth. And it was a great blessing. I mean, they were expecting 12, 14 people to be there, had 35, which is a big deal in Panama because of the fact that they just can't go door to door passing out information. There's a solicitation rules in the community are really strict. And so the fact that, that God blessed and there was a lot of people there were guests who through conversations it's quite obvious that they don't know Christ so the opportunity to reach people for Christ is huge and so I want us to continue to pray in fact they asked me to convey to you how much they appreciated your prayer and uh, so thank you so much for praying uh, we will continue to do that daddy would you mind joining me on stage so this morning we're going to have a discussion that I hoped would never take place. And it was one, quite honestly, for the last nine days, I have totally dreaded. Uh, for me, this is an emotional deal. So you have two responsibilities. One is to pray that I'll get through this. And two, not to cry. Because if you do, So let me tell you a little bit about this guy. In case you don't know him, I imagine most of you do, but in case uh, you're new to Mile Strait, let me tell you a little bit about him. This is uh, a man who has given 56 years to Mile Strait, to the Lord serving us here at Mile Strait, uh, 56 and a half years actually, has served in just about every capacity you possibly could serve as pastor of the church. As pastor, back in the day, he did everything. Youth, children, young adults. He was, he was the total package wrapped up in one. I get tired just thinking about how in the world uh, somebody could do all that. But the truth is, um, what's most important to me is it's also my dad, Al Goss. Uh, we could go last Thursday... Uh, after talking to your uh, personal medical provider, Mark Jenkins, uh, was given some sketchy information. I say sketchy just because it was somewhat vague. You needed to talk with other people. But he then sent you to an oncologist, 
and was eventually going to a surgeon. That ended up not, not being necessary. But uh, you went to the oncologist, and he, he told you basically what? He said that uh, if I didn't do anything, I had six, nine. no, nine months. And if I took chemo, I'd have 18 months. And that was due to uh, cancer of the pancreas. Yeah. And pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And so... And I didn't even want it. <laughs> <laughs> what was going through your mind when you heard that? Well, uh, when I went to Mark, and Baldo, he's been my doctor for years, and uh, just about since he started his practice. And so he said, uh, I was having trouble with diverticulitis. You know, that's that swimming disease where you dive too much. <laughs> but, um, and I thought that was what it was. And I think he did too. And uh, so he sent me to have... Um, a CT scan, and when the guy read it, it must have been kind of late on Monday night because Mark called me at 8 o'clock. And uh, he said, I want to see you in my office tomorrow. Well, I scheduled, I had the morning full, I scheduled 3 o'clock, and uh, went over there and he told me, said, I'm got, I want you to be set up for, uh, see a uh, oncologist on Thursday and a surgeon on Friday. And when he got through and he asked me, said, you have any questions? I said, no. And I didn't. I left there without any questions, but I, on my way home, I said, thinking, you know, you don't go to the oncologist without cancer somewhere. And uh, so I just thought it was in my, uh, that diverticulitis in my large intestine. And uh, so when I got there, he told me that it wasn't, that it was uh, my, my pancreas is double the size it's supposed to be. And uh, there were some spots other than that where he saw a malignancy. So he said, operation is out, surgery is out. And the only thing is chemo. And that's when I ask him what the prognosis is. When you, when you, when you hear something like that, uh, you know, I know it affects people differently. What, what went through your mind? Well, uh, the one thing that, that went through my mind that I'm not going to take chemo. I mean, I'd rather have nine months doing you know, feeling about halfway decent than to have to go through that and then just have nine more months of perhaps misery. Right. And um, so I decided not to go that route. On our way home, uh, Ann called, and uh, she started talking about what Jess went through and uh, what was, you know, you see how good he looks. I'm not talking about pretty, I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, so I kind of thought about that would be the route. 
and I'd go to Mexico, and, and uh, but he came over <laughs> on Friday night, the whole family, it was Thursday night, the whole family was there, and, and we were talking about it, and so somebody asked him to go through what uh, he went through down there, and man, he's 20 years younger than I am. I thought about that, and he said, when he gets through, said, I fall on the bed when I get to the hotel. Well, I'd fall somewhere else. Um, I, I would never make that. In the process of the conversation, Elizabeth, before Jess and Ann got there, she began to talk about uh, this doctor that he's an MD, but he also uses natural things. And... Uh, so uh, it, I didn't even take that into consideration, though, really. And I went to bed. Next morning, I got up, and I thought, man, I can't do what Jess did. Uh, I don't have the, the strength, won't have it to do it. And so, and then I remember what Elizabeth said. And, uh, of course, I've got some good coaches. Ann is coaching Elizabeth in what Jess does, and uh, I'm going by it. Uh, I appreciate you cooked my supper last night. Uh, if you see what they cooked, that's a good place for it. <laughs> and uh, if you see what they cooked, you'd see... Uh, He's not a good cook. <laughs> and what it is is grass seed. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> and it doesn't taste good. But used to, you took medicine uh, liquids, and it didn't always taste good. And so I have to think about this as medicine. I remember one thing you said when uh, first found out. You said you were talking about, you know, just the reality of it and how, how it was affecting you. And you said, you said, when I think about it, I don't know if you know where I'm going, but you said, when I think about it, I get excited. Yeah. I do, in one sense. Um, Talk but then about that first. When I think, huh? Talk about that first. What, what do you mean by getting excited? What, what does that involve? Well, uh, I'd get out of this, <laughs> this world, <laughs> and uh, if, uh, if I didn't do anything, let me have that water over there. Uh, and I'd see the one that loved me so much he died for me uh, but then I began to think about my family and you've got you've got that same responsibility yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love all you guys so much and 
How many of you care something about leaving your family? <laughs> well, that's the way I felt in that, in that sense, and, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. When you think about, think about dying, now as opposed to a month ago even, what's different in your thoughts? You know, for probably a month, I've been thinking about and how I would die. I mean, I was in good health, and, and um, I, I've been thinking about it. And so um, I guess the Lord said, well, here it is. <laughs> it's on the platter. It's here before you. And uh, because the fact that, you know, all of us are going to die unless the Lord comes first. And Jason, I hope he does. Um, it'd be great. But there have been a lot of people that uh, wanted the Lord to come first. And, and uh, so I won't be the last, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. It's just what it is. And I can't change it. And I'm not asking the Lord to heal me. I'm asking the Lord's will to be done. There have been so many times I'm sure that his will hadn't been done in my life. And, and uh, this is one time that it will be. And so um, that's, that's kind of the way I thought. And well, so the doctors say you have nine months eat in the grass and things like that uh, could extend your life and so based upon where you are right now in this situation I mean reality smacks you in the face when a doctor tells you you got nine months left and I imagine that it generates a a desire to maybe change some things to work to be more effective in some areas what going forward what does life look like what what kind of changes well, um, spiritually I, I'm sure that I have and will grow more uh, closer to the Lord and that's the most important thing in life there's nothing more important than that and uh, so uh, that's uh, I mean I've, I've made some progress <laughs> uh, I look back over my life and everything wasn't near as good as it that it looked like I heard uh, James Merritt this morning and he said what would it look like if you were standing in front of a mirror and you didn't see the outward external part but you saw the inside what would it look like and uh, so I'm sure I look pretty good on the outside but the way the Lord looked he looks at the heart and he don't look at the exterior and uh, so I've uh, I've thanked him for his mercy number one because he could have taken me out any time and said, you jerk, here's what you, and, uh, but he didn't, and uh, 
So he gave me a chance to look back over and straighten some things out. I know you've said that uh, with your time left, you want to be more vocal in your witness. Yeah. Why is that important to you? Well, uh, let's see. I believe it was uh, Danny Warren that uh, gave me a copy of the what uh, John Piper said, don't waste your cancer. And uh, I'll have a better opportunity now and uh, to be able to witness to people. Now, I've passed out tracks, thousands of them, no telling how many. And, uh, but in most places, I couldn't have been a vocal witness because they wouldn't, you know, in restaurants and places like that. And so, uh, uh, and two, when I meet somebody uh, that's unsaved, then I feel much freer to talk to them because they're going to die too. And they don't know how quick it's going to be. And I didn't know either. One last thing. So you've been a leader in this church for 56 and a half years, plus a month. Or plus a month. 56 and a half years. 56 years and seven months. So you want obviously what's best for the church you always have you've had a heart for that for the people here in the church for uh, God to do some amazing things in our church as a result of what you've gone through what you're going through what you've encountered what you're able to share with people now that you couldn't before what would you want this church to learn from this process? What would well, you want them to know from your process? Well, basically I just got through telling you. <laughs> uh, because the fact that, you know, uh, we're all facing death. Um, it's just like the people on death row, except we're saved and perhaps they're not. But uh, the people on death row uh, they're going to the courts and doing everything they can to stay alive. And uh, so, uh, in a sense, that's what I'm doing. Uh, they don't know when they're going to die. I don't know when I'm going to die. But if this cancer has its way, <laughs> well, it won't be too long. But uh, if it doesn't have, then... I don't know all that will go on. But I had intended, the uh, fact is, I think I told you that uh, I didn't think that I, I would be preaching anymore. And I may not. Uh, but Dan, I messed the whole thing up. I mean, she messed it up good. She said, uh, 
had typed a sermon that I typed, that I wrote about, it could have been three or four months ago, but she typed it this past week, and, uh, and it said, don't quit. So I'm not going to quit, but there's times, and, and it's now, that I really can't preach. But uh, there are two more sermons I want to preach. I wrote a sermon last year and gave it to all the kids because I decided I wouldn't preach it here if this was my last sermon. And uh, so if it was, then that's fine. There's nothing I do about it. Well, I know that um, uh, as a result of this and just the whole process, uh, that while you still feel good, you're pretty weak right now. Yeah. And that. Yeah, I feel good. I feel like a three-year-old in a seven-acre pasture. <laughs> but I am weak. And so as a result, we're going to give you a little grace here. And uh, If you don't know, my mother fell Thursday, this past Thursday, so a week after the oncology appointment, she broke her leg, had surgery Friday, and uh, found out this morning she may have pneumonia today. So... It uh, fun keeps coming, but uh, I well, imagine these last two weeks haven't been our favorites. No, not at all. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming up here. I know this. Uh, well, I want to say one more thing, um, and that is, I hate to sit down while the singing's going on, but I knew I had to get up here so and talk, and I wanted to save my energy and. Usually when I stand up, I stand as long as I can, and then I sit down. And uh, Jason, I'm sorry. So, All right. that's it. Here, let me get that mic out from under you. I just want to talk to you for just a second because God has really shown me a couple of things through this as well. Uh, one of the things that um, being at Clips Church last, last Sunday um, helped me understand a little more clearly. He was talking about this in one of his points in his study. And yes, he was speaking in Spanish. And uh, no, I wasn't listening to him in Spanish, but we had an interpreter who was helping us 
uh, understand a little more clearly what was being said. But one of the things that I came to realize and, or am coming to realize through this process and one of the things, like I said, that Clip helped me to understand was that one of the greatest blessings and one of the greatest things God can do for us is to help us to know Him, to help us to know Him. And one of the things He does through different circumstances in life, through good times and through bad, is that He allows us the opportunity to know Him in this difficult time of life. Yeah, I can hear God saying, just be still and know that I am God. Just, just calm down. And spend your time learning me. I think it's so important to get to the place where we understand how significant that is. How significant it is that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, would for some reason care if we knew him or not. And since he does so greatly care, would make himself available through different circumstances and different situations so that we could know him. God wants us to know him. And so as a result, he allows good times to come in life where we're experiencing his blessings. And we get to enjoy his presence. And then he allows hard times to come into life. Where we're experiencing difficulties. Where we're experiencing sorrows. Where we're experiencing trouble in relationships. And trouble in health. And trouble in finances. And whatever the case may be. Where God just begins to open the door a little bit more. And I want you to know me through this. I want you to see how much I love you. I want you to see how much I care for you. I want you to see how great I am. I want you to experience my comfort. I want you to experience my closeness. I want you... I want you I want you through this hardship to experience my love for you So you know what's going on in our lives. 
And for some of you, I know what's going on in your lives. I'm sure I don't know everything. Uh, but I know for some of you, you're going through some really hard times. You've faced things in the last few months or last few years that uh, have been devastating. For some of you, you've been in my exact shoes. Uh, loss of a parent or sickness of a loved one or whatever. And I kind of feel like what Danny shared with Daddy, don't waste your cancer. The same is true for all of us that we ought to be thinking, don't waste what's going on right now. Don't waste it because God in his kindness wants us to know him. He wants us to get a closeness with him that is not possible without trouble. He wants us to experience the way he responds to our prayer. He wants us to see how how he never leaves us in difficulty. How he never forsakes us so that so that we get to know him more. We get to understand that he really does care. It's not just something that we talk about on Sunday mornings. We get to experience it. We get to enjoy it. As Jason and I were leaving Saturday, we, we headed to the airport about uh, 5 o'clock Saturday morning. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, I really battled whether or not I should go. Um, I mean, Daddy's fine. There's, you know, there's not a lot I could do, but... I just, I just really struggled with whether or not I should go. And so, in the process of that time, we were sitting at the airport in Atlanta, and I was really, uh, really wondering, had I done the right thing? Feeling a little overwhelmed. I know some of you can understand that feeling. And just, just really struggling internally. And I prayed and I said, God, I just, I need peace. I really need to, to sense your presence. And it was the most amazing thing. I wish I wasn't like I am so I could explain it better to you. 
But God just brought a calmness into my life. And such a sweet assurance. I'm here. I'm here. And he allowed me to know him a little more. I'm at the place spiritually where I can say this. I'm not quite there physically just yet. But I'm at the place spiritually where I can say what we're facing as a family is not uncommon. We know people go through that. Many of you have gone through it. For us, it's a big deal right now. It's, man, it's slamming us. But what God has already shown me God has already taught me I can say it's worth it it's worth it it's worth the sorrow it's worth the hurt to get to know God better and I can assure you of one thing reality of what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary to make the fact that this sorrow isn't like other sorrows because whenever the time comes whether it is nine months whether it's two years five years whatever the case may be when that time comes yeah, we know where my dad's going to be. And the reality of that flooded me to say, God cared so much about this moment that he let his son die for me.